It's Monday, December 5th, and we have Elle Carell, one of the owners of Busky Cider, Daniel Hardhausen did win, and sadly, some end-of-the-year closings. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Welcome to Eat It Virginia, your number one podcast source for food news and interviews with the people who make Virginia restaurants great. Follow us on social media at Eat It Virginia and be sure to subscribe and rate the podcast on your favorite podcast app. My name is Scott Wise and I am joined as always by my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. Roby, I appreciate you all the time, but I truly appreciate you today because you're fighting through a little bit of a winter sickness to bring the people what they want. Yep, we're getting, we're just muddling through the flu for the food news of Virginia. (laughs) Hey, you know what? You're like the mailman. You deliver rain, sleet, snow, flu, other things. I'm really excited about this podcast because I feel like our guest this week has the best name of anybody we've ever interviewed in the history of the podcast. You love the El Corral, don't you? I mean... That is such a perfect name for like any occasion. El, like it just brings a smile to your face. El Carell. Who are you interviewing? El Carell. Oh, but the great thing is she is like an incredibly good interview, don't you think? I agree like, 100%. This is the first time I had a chance to meet El Carell. I'm just going to say your name, El Carell. This is the first time I got to meet El Carell. Say it five times real fast. Will she appear in my kitchen if I say your name in the, in the mirror three times? You can only wish. I'm going to try. I'm going to try it. L is the co-owner of Busky Cider and Scott's Edition, and as Roby mentioned, a great interview, very insightful, funny. We also learned a lot about me during the interview. Do you recall that? We did the interview a couple of weeks ago, so you might Yes, we learned what that? your Enneagram was. Yes. That was a, that was a, you, you got kind of, I mean, you called me intense, but I think you got kind of intense analyzing me during that segment of the podcast. Probably. Yeah. It was, but I, I mean, I spent a lot of time with you yeah. or have ha- spent a lot lot of time with you in the last four five five years scott wise five years i'm still processing my feelings about that that section of the interview i'll, I'll let you know how it comes out the other end when sounds uh, like your enneagram so we got some great feedback on our last podcast our foodie thanksgiving podcast with all of our all of our old friends and new ones uh towards the end of the podcast you posed a question to the group about their favorite fast food restaurants. Do you recall this part? I do recall this part. That is a Nick's review Instagram thing. Like that's what he does on the VCU campus. So, so yes, that's why I asked the question. Yep. We're giving credit where credit is due to Nick and Nick's review. But you asked, you went around the table and you asked everybody their favorite and we got a whole variety and you came to me and I said, Wawa. And you proceeded to roast me because it was not a roast. I just merely said that, that microwaves are for babies. <laughs> well, to prove that not everything I say is for babies, uh, Instagram user Greg Scott sent me a personal DM. I guess all DMs are personal, but sent me a DM via Instagram with some feedback about not only our podcast, but my choice of fast food restaurants. May I may I take a moment before we get to El Corel to read you this 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 note? So for what it's worth, 
I think Greg Scott is a incredibly intelligent, be one of my favorite listeners. He is, he listens to us. He gives us very active feedback and always, always, always is fair. So if he's coming out for Wawa and it's, and me, then I'm going to have, I guess I'm going to have to go. Hey, Scott, Greg writes, I had never been to a Wawa. <laughs> I'd never been to a Wawa, but on your recommendation, I ordered a meatball sub last week and it was really good. So first of all, I think I'm an influencer now because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm driving traffic to Wawa. This yeah. has never happened before. Uh, Wawa, we could use some sponsorship yeah. for Scott, especially the meatball sandwich, apparently. So, so I'm an influencer now. This is great. This is great news for me. I'm going to start doing some dances. And uh, all right. So Greg, Greg continues. So I had the meatball sub last week. It was really good. I went back later. So repeat business potential sponsors seriously you're killing it with the sponsorship potential sponsors please take note i went back and got the turkey gobbler bowl and the chipotle mac and cheese both were delicious so much better than fast food spots thank you for the pro tip to check them out what yep 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 and then he, and then he continues since roby ribbed you about it he calls it a ribbing i, I think you roasted me but he says Man. since roby ribbed you about it I'll have you tell her this. Wawa and many counter service eateries use combi, combi ovens? He says combi. Combi, yes. So, so you know what's funny? So does um, Lily Pearl. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Mike telling us about that last year around yep. this time. <laughs> yep. So, combi ovens, which are more than a microwave and include steam and convection heat, they are considered one of the best ways to cook or heat certain foods and are used at fine dining restaurants. So, and then he goes on to talk more about it, but yeah. So I feel a little vindicated. You should feel vindicated. You really should. Um, I will still say this. I'm not a Wawa fan. I'm, I'm, I'm straight sheets. They have, they have chicken tenders that they put in the fryer. We were so we close. To Whoever comes out first, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's go over to Busky now and talk to El Carell. Okay. Good. Yeah, maybe I should ask her about a microwave. Scott, you're sitting in a working cidery right now. Can you smell the smell all the is good in the air. There's people walking around with beards and long hair. Is that what makes a I like cidery? The, I mean, I feel like it does. Well, then, I feel like it makes this whole neighborhood, actually. <laughs> the entirety of Scott's edition? where so. this Except for our lovely guest, of I, course. I, no, I'm just getting no ready to say, I'm, I'm working on the beard. It's just not coming in real quick. <laughs> <laughs> She's been working on it for seven years now? Seven years. So Busky Cider has been open for seven? Yep, almost seven. Almost um, seven. Next year. Mm -hmm. And this is Elle Carell, who is one of the owners of Busky Cider with us today. The one of only two women cider makers in the state uh, for, well, in Richmond, a little outside of Richmond. We talked about this courthouse cider, but yeah, we have two. We've interviewed one. Now we've got the second. We are honored to be in your presence. Thank you for having me. So seven years. Yep. Tell me about that journey. How did it start? It has been wild. So um, my husband was the one who wanted to open a cidery at that point. Um, so we knew each other as kids. Um, when uh, we were both in Franklin, Virginia, um, the paper mill got bought, so he moved to Memphis, I moved to Cincinnati, and then we just ended up back in the Virginia area. Um, and I was living in D.C., it's a lot of fun, but it had kind of, you know, it's time it played out. 
So he was living in Richmond, opening the cidery, and he'd always wanted to open something. He's, you know, an entrepreneur at heart and thought that owning a brewery was really cool, but um, everyone owns a brewery. So why do the same everyone thing? Everyone owns a brewery, Roby. <laughs> everyone. I mean, Where's don't yeah, use All of our friends own breweries. <laughs> and uh, we, so we wanted... We, to- we need additional friends, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I will help you make them. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like that is a very honest statement by you. <laughs> And so uh, we wanted to do something different. So when I met him, the cidery was under construction here in Scott's Edition. And uh, I was like, okay, so you're really good at like the founder, CEO, you know, I'm opening something and I'm like, you know, 25 sort of thing. It was awesome. Very cool. But could use some help on the PR and marketing and telling people about it. And I'm like, Inner L. All right, perfect. <laughs> um, so it just kind of started out really simple. I'm like, oh, I'll just post some stuff on Facebook and Instagram and no big deal. And then it just kind of started spiraling out of control. We were dating at the time and then we got married and then I was designing all the labels. Wait, wait, wait. And- which part started spiking out of control? Your relationship <laughs> or the or the cidery? Well, both. I was going to say. Um, it's like the cidery, it was the, like the trajectory of their relationship. Got it. Yes. Inception, conception, <laughs> I don't know, the other exceptions. Immaculate. Deceptions. Yeah. All deceptions. Yes. Reception, yeah. even, right? Busky was at your reception. We just heard that Busky story. Busky was at my reception. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. So your origin story sounds a lot like a John Cougar Mellencamp song or a country song. We were in Franklin. The paper mill shut down. Yep. We went our separate ways. You're right. I like You're right. that. It's very folksy. <laughs> Well, you know, small town Virginia. I love it. Brought it to the capital city, and here we are. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. What was your f- the first cider? Do you remember? Well, we launched with four ciders. Um, the RVA Cider, the Unfiltered, because we didn't have time to filter it before we launched. Sure. <laughs> the Citra Hop and the 45 and Trying. So 45 was trying, 40, excuse me, 45 and trying was a joke about the tank. We had a tank that uh, we were trying to prop up and uh, we got as much equipment as you possibly could to try to stand this tank up. And um, it was just stuck hanging at 45 degrees from the ceiling because we had it attached to, you know, the old Scott's edition like rafters. And so it's hanging at 45 degrees. And so we called it 45 and trying uh, that specific batch afterwards. And uh, Will actually stood in the lower bay. And uh, as people were walking by, you know, crazy people walking around in Scott's edition at 20, you know, in 2015. 2015, Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the early comers. Um, And uh, he was like, he was like, um, hey, can I see your ID? You're over 21. Cool. Can you try this? Do you like this? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> this is great. It's like, okay, all right, 45 and trying. So, um, and then as time evolved, you know, as you get bigger and, you know, things change, uh, that has morphed into our Busky Dry, which is now our flagship. Isn't that so, cool? Yeah. So yeah. the sideways tank became mm-hmm. your flagship cider. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. More That's a it. neat story. Free cider to flagship cider. <laughs> how, how cool is that? I wish that? I was walking around that, that day. I, I you know got a free sample. You're wearing a beard. I feel like he would have given it to you. I know. You, you could have been like, oh, that's also my... Yeah, no, anyway. All right, marketing and PR, I have a question for you. Yes. Why should I drink cider? Oh, my gosh, because it is so easy drinking. It oh, is, you hear that Franklin oh, come out just there? It is easy drinking. Easy drinking? Drinkin'? Easy drinking. <laughs> um, it, uh, I mean, all Virginia apples, you just can't beat that. We've got the coolest state for apples. It's 
got enough apples to be a player. I think it's the sixth um, largest in the country, and um, but it doesn't have enough infrastructure to really play with some of the New York and the Michigan and the Washington State. So we get these really cool small apples like the Hughes Crab uh, Apple that uh, we're releasing a cider uh, with today. Oh. So, yeah. There's a cider release tonight, actually. Now, this will air in a couple of days, but... There's a cider release tonight based all on Hughes Crabapple, and that story is really cool because it actually sort of intertwines itself into you all's whole apple philosophy. Yeah. So how did you guys end up with Hughes Crab? Yeah, so um, we uh, got a call from from the orchard that we work with out in Nelson County, and they said, hey, you know, we've got these Hughes Crab apples. Um, They were going to go to someone else, but they're not, they, you know, they backed out on us. Would you guys possibly take them on um, and make a cider out of them. We're like, well, you know, it's a little different than what we do, but we love playing with different apples, and, you know, so our cider makers are all about it. And um, so we were like, yeah, okay, we'll do it. Sounds good. Um, and uh, so we originally, when we started the cidery, we we talked to the orchards and said, what are, what are your pain points? What are the problems that you come into when you work with cideries? They're like, well, they're, they always want these really specific cider-making apples that, you know, don't get me wrong, they're great, but they aren't something that you can sell to the grocery store, which is their bread and butter. So um, they said, if you're willing to let us give you the apples that, you know, keep it, keep it within your parameters of, like, bricks and, like, sugar that comes from apples, that sort of thing, then... Um, this would be a great partnership. We said, done, that sounds great. So they press them out at the orchard. We get tanker trucks here, fill up the tanks. And um, yeah, it's been just awesome watching them, watching their juice business flourish and being able to help with that. Now, are there any apple orchards that we would be familiar with in Nelson County? Like, that, like, yeah. could, like ones that you use? Yes. Um, so we work with Silver Creek and Siemens Orchard. Yep. Um, yeah, they are awesome. And um, they are two orchards that put a press in the middle. And so that's a lot of the cideries in the state use them. Um, I mean, most cideries do. Uh, uh, Bluebee, I think Castle Hill does. Um, uh, basically, uh, Sly Clyde, I think a lot of the ones use them. Um, there's also another big orchard that is up, uh, that's, it's called Glaze, um, and they're up in Winchester that a lot of the other cideries use. We take juice from them every once in a while, but uh, mainly work with Silver Creek. So I just want to get this or wrap my head around this. How many apples go into a tanker truck or a tanker that you get? Do you know? Can you can give have, me around the poundage or however it works. I have no idea. Well, I, know I guess it, ta- it based I know on it size, takes right? Two days, two or three days for them to press for our tank tanker truck. So that is a commitment. That is a big. <laughs> so they pour all these apples in and mm-hmm. smash them down. Mm-hmm. Is there any other thing process other uh, than that? Is there anything added so that juice comes out faster? Uh, no. So um, it. They pour them into this big hopper, and it kind of looks, um, someone <laughs> told me in, through Instagram stories that they're, uh, they're like, oh my gosh, I thought that those were Skittles because I was promoting a, a, like a Halloween thing, and they look like Skittles because they're so tiny, or like little tennis balls. And so they'll go down the hopper, and then they'll, they'll pour out into a, um, uh, a conveyor belt that goes up, and uh, the, the apples will kind of spin as they head to the top, and you'll pick out anything that, that made, made it through the initial, like, 
separation of is this apple a good apple or needs to be tossed. So grab a couple of them, usually it's fine. And then um, it gets to the bottom and they just start, or at the top of it, and it just starts throwing down into this, um, this like vat of water. And uh, then, uh, yeah, it just goes up into the press and smashes in between the two. And then you can, uh, you can actually grab some of the juice if you put a little cup in there and, and make sure that it's tasting good, which it always does. And, <laughs> I bet it does. Uh, yeah, pump it into the truck and send it down here. So. And you back this truck up to here mm-hmm. in Scott's Edition. Mm-hmm. Yep, it sits out in front of our building, uh, right in front of our two bay doors. And we put two little orange cones out. Put the hose, connect the hose sure. to it, and um, put Pump it to it each in. tank until they fill up, and then all done. Pitch the yeast and get rolling. I love how things work. I feel like that I miss that show so much because this whole process sounds just epic. Do you want to do a field trip after this interview? Walk around and uh, I've watch se- the process. I've seen this. I've never seen this tanker truck. Well, inviter. Let's do it. Let's say. do I think it. That and would the be juice so is fun. phenomenal. You're gonna love it. What are some of the things? Uh, that you learned that were most surprising about this business? Because I'm guessing you didn't grow up dreaming of being a, a cider. No, no, did not dream up, uh, dream of being a cider maker. Um, cider maker, that's the word. Cider not cider or er, er, er. Yeah. Cider or she understood you. Okay. Yes, um, There's so many crazy things that I've learned along the way. Um, like, how about like the first couple months or the first year that you guys were in business? What was something that you heard? Just I had no idea that that we had to do this or, you know, something yes. like that. So when you, so the, the cans that you see on the store that don't have stickers on them, you have to create a design on, uh, in Adobe or something like that. It has to be perfect. It has to be completely perfect. A couple months later, they'll send you something, I think it's about $3,000, and it is the official proof, and it's a flat can and you look at it, and if you don't like it, you have to send it back, and it takes that amount of time again, extra money, that sort of thing. So if you make a mistake or if someone else makes a mistake or any, anything like that, it would cost you money. So every, every printed can that you see, like a, you know, when we were doing the RVA printed cans, it's so tedious and delicate and... Um, like I know there's a there's a cidery that's up north that um, I guess some of their cans got um, printed upside down or something like that, and they kind of like made it part of their marketing shtick because I mean once once you get that proof, you're like, oh, I don't want to spend that again, all that time and all that money. So are you the one that's making those designs and those graphics? Yes. So when you are thinking about creating a design and a graphic, what are some of your inspirations? What's your feeling here? Yeah, so... Um, your aesthetic, I think is what the kids say. Right? Is that what they say? Aesthetic? aesthetic. That's what my kids say. What's I like your aesthetic? It. Aesthetic. Um, What's well, this label giving? <laughs> well, I learned, um, I learned really quickly what Will liked in a label and put, um, put a brick, put slate, put stone, anything that's real on there automatically loves it. Don't include that. And it's like, well, okay, if this is your vision. So, so I'd say that became part of my aesthetic. Slate. Got it. <laughs> right, slate. Because that's, you know, it's some of the, the designs that are in our tasting room. So it's nice to pull that into the can. Um, I always have the, so my sister, she's a uh, UX designer. And so she, she and I, we talked about how the can should look. And she said, um, 
okay, well, make sure that the logo is always in the same place because when they sit together, like right next to each other, like you think about with web design, you know, the buttons are all cattywampus and like one's higher than the other. Well, that's not, that doesn't make for a good website. And so if all of the logos are at the same height, then they'll always look good together. So the first 16-ounce can that I designed was the Watermelon Rosemary, which has um, the busky, uh, the iconic busky sign at the top of it. Um, and so the busky logo was a little bit lower on that one. So now all of my busky logos are a little... Uh, they, they look fine. They're, it, like, it's how it should be. But I put it specifically in that spot so the Watermelon Rosemary could have a... Like, it's space in the sun. So I was, with my, lo- with my can designs, I'm trying to make them look like siblings or like cousins rather than some of the designers are like, oh, well, I'm going to make this can and I'm going to make it look kind of like crazy and bright. And then there's going to be this other can and then it's like super dark and, you know, funky. Mine all look like they belong together. It's a family. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Because I want somebody cross the room when they're at a party to be like, I know what that is. That's a busky. Because it all looks the same. Ah, where did the name come from? Yeah, so um, busky is a word that Ben Franklin wrote in a letter back in the day during colonial times when it was the most popular beverage. Um, so it was just like this letter that complaining about like, oh, the young people and they're drinking, you know, crotchety old Ben Franklin. And um, What so- did he ever do? <laughs> Jerk. Nothing. And um, so we're like, oh, this is perfect. It's something that you can trademark, and it's something that you can use for whatever you want. So we're like an all-American drinking word that we can define. Um, so it's supposed to be like... Um, what was the sentence? Do you recall that? Like, what was the... It was just a laundry list of words. It was, you know, like, um, um, she kissed Aunt Sally. She, you know, just random things like that. I'll have to track down the letter. But, um, yeah. Sounds like was, a can idea. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really cool word. And I, I, um, uh, I like that it's something that we can kind of play with and um, come up with our own definition. So it's like tipsy and jovial and like having a good time, approachable and just like having fun. Cider should be fun. So. Who's the guy? The guy. Um, so, kind of. Looks You're talking like, um, about the guy that's in the Busky logo for people that aren't looking directly at one. So yes, <laughs> who's the guy? Yeah. Um, oh, you mean that guy? He's, so, he's a customer here. <laughs> who, who is the guy that does the silly walks? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, like from Monty Python. That's the one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, originally, uh, Will was like, "Well, um, I kind of want something that's like approachable and fun, and I like Monty Python and like Cheers and you know that that sort of vibe." <laughs> okay. So the guy is uh, just a manifestation of all of that. Okay. But the reason for the apple hat yes. is that was my next question. By the way, good. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I, I've, done, I've done this. Uh, uh, <laughs> this. I think uh, she's been here this before. Your, <laughs> this is your first podcast, <laughs> isn't it? Um, so uh, the hat—it's supposed to be like cider's supposed to be a lot of fun and approachable. But the thing that you can kind of like—we were like, well, what's the thing that would make uh, that you would do when you're trying to be like just have fun and having a good time and like not take yourself seriously? Well, I guess you'd wear a silly hat. So and sapple hat. So that's where it all came from. I like the apple hat. I'd wear an apple hat. You would? Do you yes. have any extras around? Uh, oh, Corel? I see one right over there. Just right. one apple hat. Just me and an apple <laughs> hat. I mean, you said it. I I, totally, do it. Why wouldn't you? 
I would. I know you would. I think it would be you loving the fish. I feel like you'd be a hit at a fish concert in Apple Hat. I'm always a hit at a fish concert, <laughs> hat or not. So this is not the only location. Nope. Nope. Um, we've got another spot in Cape Charles. How did that come about? Yeah. So um, And do the tanker trucks back up there too? No, no, absolutely not. That's <laughs> so far. <laughs> Virginia's a big state. It's, it's a, a long, long hose. state. It's a long hose, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, absolutely not absolutely not (laughs) that that uh chesapeake bay bridge tunnel can you imagine what they must charge a tanker truck are you kidding i can imagine and (laughs) what you're right yes yeah so um we opened that in 2018 um and it was uh we were talking about opening other spots and you know grow the busky empire because it was doing so well in richmond and um we were told by a fan, um, she was like, you should really check out Cape Charles. And we're like, really? I mean, um, I, I think it, when we looked it up, I think it had a population of like 1,500. We're like, 1,500 people? What makes you think Cape Charles? And gave her a list of like, I don't know, here's why this won't work. Ten things. Like, well, here's a good building, and this is a person that can help you with this, and that, da, 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 da. And we're like, well, I guess we should go see it. We went there, and we're like, I think we can do this. <laughs> um, it proved to be much harder than anticipated. Sure, of course. everything does, right? Yes. Yeah. So I ended. I who had who I had no tasting room experience really. I mean, other than helping out around here, sure. I ended up launching the uh, the Cape Charles tasting room with a lovely team out there. But um, unfortunately, when the uh, when the drafts uh, when the draft system was set up. Uh, there weren't gaskets put in the draft system. So I show up day, day one. I'm like, all right, this is going to be a good day. Cider all over the floor. I'm like, all right, good start. Good start. It's a good cleaning agent. A yes. little, t- little sticky, but we'll make yes. that work. Exactly. Exactly. With my little like weak mop that I'd bought at Walmart, like 40 <laughs> oh, minutes no. north of Cape Charles. Cause it's, you know, a little remote out there. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> tough, tough times, but awesome. Uh, Cape Charles has been really cool. Um, it's it's a beautiful town. Um, Cape Charles Brewing Company is awesome. We've done a couple of collaborations with them, and uh, yeah, we're really happy to be there. It's very cool. I think it's a great little area. Now, you take the cider from here to there. Do they have specific ciders that you can't get here, there? Or are they very similar? They are exactly the same. Um, oh, we that's do, great. Yeah, we do have... Um, I'm going into that exclusivity, so I'm glad that you said that. Yes. I want to be able to do it in my own location. Exactly, okay, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yes, the only thing that they don't have that we have here is the soft serve machine, So, which we have in the summer. Uh, it's which our I love, you know, yeah. Oh, yes. It's yeah. so fine yes. and bub- I love it, yes. yes. But that machine takes a lot of work, and thank goodness we have three, like, dedicated like production people to look at that thing all the all time. time it it always needs it always Something. needs a talking to <laughs> <laughs> it, it needs a moment yes yes oh so let's walk through this so you uh, we were talking about this earlier there is a cider club and there's an event going on where you're having some home brews maybe turn into bigger batches yeah and when we discussed that we um, you went through something I did not know. There are three cider makers. Yes, yes. Tell me about them mm-hmm. and why you guys chose to have three. Yes, yeah. Um, we need the help. <laughs> we. So do we. We, you know we need the help. We'll take one we of them. Yes, third, we need yes. a third co-host yeah. here, Ruby. There, you know what? We do. <laughs> there have there have been requests for a fourth. Uh, really? So, yes. Um, so we. 
Um, Andrew's our head cider maker, and he's great. He's been with us since, I think since 2016. He's from Canada. Um, I met him uh, volunteering with TEDx. We stood in the cold handing out pamphlets. When I first moved so here, funny. I was meeting people, and I was like, oh, good, you're Canadian. You can tell me what am I supposed to do with my feet when I get home because they're <laughs> falling off. Um, and uh, so we, we became friends, and so uh, he was looking for a job, but um, you know, he was just newly married here, and people were a little confused what to do with someone from a different country. So um, I was like, well, just let him, let him help you out with something. And uh, so he started off handing out stickers at the Pumpkin Festival in 2016, and uh, you know, talking to people, saying, hey, come to Busky, come to Busky. And Will was like, He's got some, like, he's, this is a great guy. This is awesome. So he bartended for us for a year. And then after that, he became director of operations and, like, made sure that we had everything when we needed it and helped me find everything when it's lost here in the warehouse. Like, did all the things. And um, then our cider maker has, uh, he moved on mm, maybe six months ago. And so Andrew was like, yeah, I'd love to do more cider making. Like, that's so much fun. So he stepped into the head cider making role. And then some of our um, production assistants, they're our assistant cider makers. And yeah, so they've been, um, they've been doing an awesome job. What's it like working with your husband? Oh, God, that was my next oh, question. I totally want to know. <laughs> um, it is super fun, and it is also very stressful because we work all the time. Um, we're about to go on vacation. Oh. Where are you going? We're going to Mexico. Oh, yay. I'm so excited. I just was there. Yes. I'm so stoked for you. I can't wait. Oh, I want all the recommendations. Um, and uh, so... We love Busky. Busky is so much fun. There's always something to do. And usually it's something that you're like, yeah, I want to do more of that. I'm, I'm super passionate about that. And um, But then your work comes with you everywhere you go. Oh, hey, I really need you to do this thing. It's nine at night. You know, it's right. Yeah. So but it is fun because you get to learn about your partner so much more than you would if you just saw them in the evenings mm -hmm. because you see how they are at work and their strengths and their weaknesses and how they play out in different locations. And so what have you learned cool. about your man? He is. So do you, do you um, do Enneagram at all? I have coworkers who do that. They always ask me what my number is. What is your number? I, I don't think I've, I've never done I, that before. I want to know your number. Gotta know. <laughs> After this interview, we can get Afterwards, it done. Look right. at, do you have one? So I think I'm a combination I know I'm a six. Okay. And then there's a, there's like a, I don't know if it's a three or a two, but I have mm -hmm. a t I'm I'm like a I don't have just one. There's okay. a ten in my eyes, Roby. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Such a good dude. That's not one of the numbers. Though, I know. That's okay. Which is why I said it. He knows that. <laughs> um, yeah. So Will is an Enneagram eight, and so that means like you when when you're in an environment, and you're like well. No, I, I don't like other people's rules. I'm going to build my own little universe, <laughs> which explains why, like, lots of eights are entrepreneurs because of that reason, because they're like, yeah, I don't like how it's done. I'm going to do it this other way. Sure. Um, yeah. So that is what I've learned. And I've, got to, I've gotten to see that play out at home, at work, <laughs> every environment possible. But it's really nice. I mean, And you what know, is your Enneagram? I am six. And I am one of those people who is like, I don't like that like this is a little scary i'm looking for an eight to say hey i got you <laughs> yes okay i I'll found my eight <laughs> yeah so it's we work really well together um and that translates into you know relationship too so. i'm asking right now my friend what number am i 
Because <laughs> you think that they know? I'm sure he knows, yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm going to ask him right now. So I've taken it for this. The fun- <laughs> funny thing is um, I've taken the um, Enneagram several times for several different, mm. and I always come up as two, which is weird because I really want to just You're be in one. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like just to be. Oh, I see, in two. I thought you meant Enneagram two. Yeah, now like I I'll get like two of them. Yeah, I don't know if it's three or two, but mm, like mm-hmm. I know one is six, and then yeah. I know that they're, it's either, but I don't know. Gosh, um, that is tough. That's <laughs> I mean, You're like, I just want to know. Can you just <laughs> tell me if I'm supposed to be in this silo mm-hmm. or this silo? But yeah, it's probably part of the reason why I'm too, because I, that's where it is, right? There you so go. I can't wait to hear yours. Yeah, I'm going to find <laughs> out in a moment here. Uh, earlier in the podcast, we asked, why cider? And you had a great answer for that. Why busky cider? If there's so many, you go to the store, there's you know dozens more ciders to choose from. Yes. Why busky? The reason that people should pick busky is we're a quality craft cider that that is able to put our stuff into cans so you can have fun with it and drink it and not just put it in a bottle every time. Bottles are fun, but not every time and just leave it on the shelf for a special occasion. You should drink it tonight. Ideally now. <laughs> Ideally now. Ideally now. Ideally now. <laughs> so I want to make sure that, that people understand that you guys are all Virginia. Mm-hmm. All Virginia apples. And that you all use myriad different apples for yes. all sorts of things. So right now you have the Hughes crab, which is new. Mm-hmm. You also have a cider cider that has wine sap, gold rush, and the third one is not going to come. Crimson? Harrison. Harrison. Mm-hmm. Was an SON. I was going <laughs> to get there, and I didn't. Close. Um, so that's it. That's a blend. And then in your RVA cider, it's also a blend, mm-hmm. but it's a blend of other Virginia apples. Yes. So if I was an orchard somewhere in Virginia mm-hmm. and was like, oh, crud, I have all of these apples and I don't know what to do with them. Are you a place for them to call? Well, with Silver Creek... We've kind of, they've, they can supply us with everything that they need. Actually, this is a bumper crop year, so there are extra Virginia apples available right now. Anybody else looking, you should hear that. That's yes. great. This is the time to use the apples. Next year, no, maybe, I don't know. Right now, absolutely. Um, and so if you're in Orchard and you're, um, you're out somewhere in Virginia, I would recommend approaching cideries. Um, you can approach us if you'd like, but... Um, I would just buy the apples and send them to Silver Creek to press. Fair so enough. if you have a super cool, interesting apple that might be of interest, then that would make sense. But as far as the pink ladies and, you know, the galas and that sort of thing, Silver Creek kind of has that on lockdown. Fair Fair. I went to CiderCon this year, which I thought was really, really yes. great. And I learned a ton about Virginia apples. So I really am enjoying the fact that you guys are using some of the little known ones because yes. they're super, super tasty. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be the known cider yes. apples. Yeah. So we talked about eventing here, and there are loads of fun ones. Um, I have yet to come to one of the Bachelorette ones, but if, if you know me, you know that I love that <laughs> stuff. So... I just I don't know why I don't come. I don't want to I don't want to scream at the TV in front of other people because I'm very very yes I'm very very I'm just not so sure about their selection of Zach. I just I don't know as a bachelor candidate like great in real life I'm sure TV entertainment I'm not so sure he's making the cut. 
So I don't get this bartender situation with the marriage there either. Like, son, can somebody explain that to me? The bartender? Yeah, like the guy that was the bartender for all of the things on The Bachelorette is now married to one of the... Wells. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sarah Highland? I don't... I mean, I don't get, I don't know. I love it. I have so much judgment, as you can hear from my voice. Um, other events that you all do here, mm-hmm. tell me about those. And is there anything upcoming that I guess can't miss? Yes. Yeah. So um, every week we do trivia. Kevin, who uh, he's one of our uh, bartenders, uh, our sales guy. Kevin is our person who does lots of things. <laughs> and um, he is hilarious. Wears many Apple hats. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> You're welcome. And <laughs> and um, he, he is hilarious and throws the best trivia night. Um, and then, let's see, every other Friday we have a release. Um, so, like, today is Hughes Crab. Um, next week, or two weeks from now, we're releasing Caramel Apple. Ooh. So, yeah, that'll be our winter seasonal, and it's coming out in distribution as well. So Caramel yeah. Apple mm-hmm. side To drink? To drink. Love to it. drink. And it yes. feels like something you'd enjoy. I have an answer, by the way. Oh, yeah. Enneagram answer. It's all about me, because it's not about me. It's, we're we're it's ready. Really Tell me. So Bated this, breath. This is my, my coworker, Nick, who's really into Enneagrams. Here's him a four with a three helper wing. Ooh. How did he know that? Did he just come up with, did he just put random numbers together? That's no, very he me, specific. He sent, he sent me like a... <laughs> he sent him a physical gram. Oh, wow. Yeah. So four is... Intense, creative. Well, I don't know about that. And three is competitive achiever. So, I mean, creative. We are on a podcast that you are running right this now. Is this is true. Yeah. <laughs> Intense, though, maybe. Yes, I'm gonna go ahead and go with. It. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, you're so intense, and I'll get a text message and have to put it down because I'm like, this guy is, needs a moment. Take a breath <laughs> from me. <laughs> he also is a big feeler, which is really kind of you know the intensity is really yeah. cool in those ways so yeah. i don't want him to think that his intensity is too much but like right. yeah i can see that all right great i'm a four three yep. three, there four. you go like that. we're gonna go four, four three wing three all right so <laughs> trivia and then what else you got going uh, on every other week releases right yeah and so. the next one's a caramel apple yes so i'm gonna put you on the spot here because this me. is a big deal what is your favorite cider I really like the Heritage Blend. I really like the Heritage Blend. So every year we change the apples we put in it. Um, and let me think for a second. I remember which apples are in this one. Yes, we do. We just talked uh, about it. But that's 2021. 2022 oh. is... Look at that. I'm trying to one-up you at your own cider. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. We just had a conversation. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... In the 2022 Heritage Blend, there's going to be Gold Rush Apples, Ashmead's Kernel Apples, and Ruby Red Apples. Wow. Yes. When does that come out? Uh, So that comes out December December 17th, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll be back here on December 17th. December 18th. For L. Carell's favorite cider. I am very excited about it. The Heritage Blend. Yes. Well, you're listening to Eat It Virginia with El Carell, one of the owners of Busky Cider, Roby Martin, and the 4-3 Enneagram Scott Wise. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Thanks, you guys. Are you still thinking I'm a 3-4 or a 4-3 in terms of my personality type? 
I do. I think, yeah, I think whichever one it has is sensitive and um, driven. That's good. Driven's a good word. Before you used in scarily intense, so I like driven better. It's intense is good is good for you. It's not scary. It just is very. You're just you just are very driven. I like it. I like it. Too. All right, so scary like in the Wednesday of Netflix. Scary. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Want to talk about someone who's driven? How about our good friend Daniel? Daniel Hardhausen. Oh. So I've I've talked to him. I'm trying to get him back on so we can ask him all the burning questions. Like, how's his arm feel after he dumped a bunch of oil down it? <laughs> like an actual burning question. <laughs> and then how it was working with Dan Levy, who you know I think is really freaking cool, and Sola, who is very talented. I'm just stoked. Um, and I mean, did he get to meet Christina Tosi? I mean, like all sorts of things that I'm really, really interested in asking um, him because I think that the experience had to be just mind blowing on loads of levels. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Daniel Harthausen, young mother, won the Big Brunch, HBO Max's reality cooking show. And I think we're all going to be the winners because I'm hoping he uses some of his, uh, his newfound fortune to open a restaurant here in town. Ah, same, same. Wouldn't it be nice if he goes into the old Robin Inn location? I'm just saying, that's where I think he should go. Nice little fan location. Good little spot. putting it out in the universe, and hopefully uh, the universe is listening. Manifestation. I have a couple of things to tell you. So I did kind of hunt for Style Weekly um, during the L um, interview, discussing that I feel like we should talk a little bit more about restaurants that have been open for 40 years. I remember that part. Yes. You put yeah, well, in your just, crosshairs. I did. I did. I, I'm, I'm going to bring up two, I think, but we have way more in Richmond, but two, I think that everybody would know and um, really, really be interested in hearing about their 40 year trajectory. So Stella's Stella's restaurant. Yep. And Millie's. Millie's Diner. Well, we had a lot. We talked a little bit about Stella's back in uh, our our Dean Giavos interview earlier this year. Yep, I just feel like that. You know, that's hard thing to do, and I say that coming in to some sad news, Scott. Like the Broken Tulip has been around for quite some time, and have they're closing. And I think that they've had a nice run. Um, sad and sad, sad news. Obviously, Cezanne had been around for ten years and is shutting its doors. So I feel like we should celebrate the ones that have withstood some of the uh, boat rocking seasons. The test of time. Have you heard of the test of waters? (laughs) One of the places that recently opened, I'm not sure you would call it a restaurant per se. I guess it has food elements is the park at RVA, which is the new indoor wonderland that's opening up. 55 thousand square feet scott it, it opened up this week in the diamond district which is, i guess is the new name for the area around the diamond that they're going to be uh renovating. 50 i don't yes. did you hear me i mean what in the world could you possibly have in fifty-five thousand square feet i think the correct answer is what are the correct question is what can you not have i feel like they have video games indoor bowling bars restaurants selfie stations miniature golf i mean it seems like it's a one-stop shop for all your entertainment needs it's crazy so it's the second floor right of the michael and sons 
property right there at the back end of Scott's Edition. Is that where it is? Yeah, it's right off of 95. I mean, you can see it on 95 when you're driving through downtown Richmond. You're exactly right. It's the second floor of the Michael and Sons building. I'll tell you, when they when I think Richmond BizSense might have been either the first or they were among the first to uh, report about this over the summer. And when they did, you know, we have a channel six has a relationship with BizSense, And so we posted their story on our website and it was like our top story for a couple of days. What, have you heard any early reviews? So I, I was invited. We, we were invited to the soft opening Scott and I have, did not feel good. So obviously we didn't get to see it empty or partly empty. I have heard that Vinny Smasherino, I guess is one of the names of the um, restaurants. I've heard that that oh. is a fun to, I don't know if you'd call, I don't know if you'd call it Italian per se. So it's pour your own beer, duck pin bowling, which I believe is like the great equalizer, like rain. No one looks good in the rain. No one is good at duck pin bowling. So I feel like it's like the greatest game to take people to play because, you know, you just fling this really Shut light ball. ball down the lane. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it's like, that's a good team building thing, but the individual who owns it, or actually I haven't talked to him, but I have talked to the PR person uh-huh. and they say that they have been, that people have really enjoyed it the one day that's been open and they have a lot of bookings for Christmas parties. Let's try to get there before the end of the year so we can update our, our listeners about the experience. You got to feel better soon. You got to feel better soon. Okay. Well, I have one question for you. Yeah. There's another popular article on your website. Do you want to tell me what that one is? Oh yes. Our intrepid reporter, Roby Martin out in the, out shaking the trees with her uh, scoop hat on, wrote a beautiful article about some Christmas pop-ups that are happening around town. And I know you were kind of kidding when you said it was super popular, but it really was super popular. We had, a, <laughs> had a lot of clicks the last couple of days on our website. So thank you for, for contributing as, as, as you always do. Um, I'm asking your children if they'll go check out a chalet for me. A chalet? Yeah. I'm not they sure have... my children are that fancy. Oh, I think that they would be if it included hot chocolate and um, and fun cushy chairs and maybe um, mini golf. So you can head over to WTBR.com. You can search Christmas pop-ups. You can search Roby Martin. You can find her article. And my kids can find out where they can find a chalet. Yes. And I want to hear about it when they go. All right. Merry Christmas, Roby. Merry Christmas, Scott. Oh, no. Happy Hanukkah. What am I saying? This episode of Eat It, Virgi- <laughs> Eat it Virginia. <laughs> this episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs> no. Oh, God, no.